You're hearing the Echoes podcast, and coming up, we're going to celebrate the 70th birthday of Taya Ripdahl, one of the most amazing electric guitarists ever. Before we do that, I want to tell you about a new album by Hammock called Mysterium. It's a record steeped in grief and sorrow, and it results in a modern requiem of ambient guitars, orchestra, choirs, and Hammock's distinctive and influential sense of deep sound and spaces. You can get Hammock's Mysterium now at Amazon, iTunes, and other online retailers. And now, let's wish a happy birthday to Taylor Riptal. You're hearing Echoes, and I'm John DiLiberto. Norway's Taylor Riptal is the definitive modern guitarist, sculpting his sound through elaborate effects. He's a veteran of ECM records with several albums out, including lauded collaborations with Jan Gabarek, Jack DeJeanette, and David Darling. Ripdahl is also an orchestral composer with dozens of symphonic works and recordings. He turned 70 on August 23rd, so I thought it would be a good time to look back at this monster musician. We interviewed him back in 1996 in Molden, Norway, near his home, and he took us through his career from 60s pop to the orchestral avant-garde. In 1996, Kimberly Haas brought us Taya Ripdahl. More than many Norwegian artists, the yearning sound of Terje Riptal embodies the dark psychology of his country's landscapes and climate. He remembers growing up in the mountains near Molda on the western coast and experiencing the danger and beauty of his country. When I was about, I must have been nine, where uh, there's a mountain going out in the valley and I was visiting with my parents and we had some arguments. So I just ran up to the mountains. And this is places almost like you're sitting in a cathedral. You're watching the fjord here to Molde. And then you have big mountains on, all around you. And then it started, the, the wind was coming. It was blowing up quite hard, coming down the mountains. So they also had a sound moment. And I got very scared. And I ran down as fast as I could. As he nears the half-century mark, Terje Ripdahl is experiencing those awe-inspiring landscapes anew. What I saw there was, was actually, I was actually hearing music in it. So there's danger there, and there's beauty, and there's everything. Terrier Riptal is the definitive electric guitarist, but he actually started out as a classical musician. His father was a leading conductor, and Riptal began playing piano and trumpet in the conservatory. He could have become a concert pianist, but like many European children of the 50s and 60s, he was seduced by the electric guitar when he heard the shadows. I heard the Apache by the shadows. And I knew uh, exactly the right instrument for me. Then I immediately bought an electric guitar and started rehearsing and bleeding. <laughs> Riefdahl was soon playing in rock groups, including the Vanguards and a psychedelic band called The Dream. Colors coming up, ah, going 
is a lie. Terry Reepdahl's career took a turn in the late 1960s when he joined the esoteric circle with saxophonist Jan Gabarak. They were a seminal group in Norwegian jazz and played as part of American jazz composer George Russell's sextet. A musician with classical training and rock inclinations, Reepdahl knew little about jazz when Russell asked him to join. I said yes, but I uh, didn't know much about scales and improvising. So uh, then I took a course of his Lydian concert. And then because of that, I was asked to join his sextet where I got the valve trombones part. It was very difficult. I was <laughs> practicing several months and barely made it, but uh, that's one of the hardest gigs I ever had. While playing with Russell, Terry Reepdahl and Jan Gabarik were discovered by Manfred Eicher, then just starting up his soon-to-be influential ECM record label. Reepdahl's first albums came out in the 1970s, at the height of fusion. Well, we were influenced by Weather Report and things at the beginning. So, uh, when we got in the studio, and if we played a piece that sounded too much like uh, whatever Weather Report, Miles or McLaughlin or <laughs> Manfred would say, if I want to release this, I can go and get the original. So we sort of had to search for our own thing. Terry Reepdahl got his sound with an array of effects pedals at his feet. Sometimes he even played the guitar with a violin bow, all to get the singing, crying tones he heard in his head. Sound, I guess, comes more from the, the, the rock side. I wanted the tone that would sort of sing, and I could use the volume pedal with it, and, and, and not just to have a tone that's loudest at, at the beginning. And So I was searching. Terry Reepdahl is an ecstatic improviser. He's played with musicians like drummer Jack DeJanette, cellist David Darling, and bassist Miroslav Vitus. He reached a height of intuitive interplay in a group with trumpeter Paula Mickelborg and drummer Jun Christensen. Christensen remembers how free this band could be. You know, Paula Mickelborg is a very uh, melodic player. And then you had Terry with his uh, sounds, more rock-oriented. I could choose to play either with Palle or with Terje or with both of them or I could be alone and play whatever I wanted but with this kind of new thing it was more like an ensemble everybody played together everybody was kind of a soloist you know All the while Terry Reepdahl was playing electric music, he was scoring orchestral works as well. Several of them have been recorded by ECM.
Terry Reepdahl says he's always felt a schism between the electric and orchestral sides of his playing. I felt divided in a way that took years until that changed to a feeling that it's actually the same thing, but with different faces. He brought them together on his album, If Mountains Could Sing, scored for both electric and string trios. Kimberly Haas bringing us Terry Ripdahl from 1996. These days, Ripdahl is as likely to play head-banging heavy metal as score and orchestral work. His latest album is Melodic Warrior, recorded with the Hilliard Ensemble in 2013 and released on ECM Records. Terry Ripdahl turning 70 on August 23rd, guitars still blazing. Thanks for tuning in to the Echoes podcast today. Go to echoes.org to find out more. I'm John DiLiberto. Be sure to keep an eye out for more Echoes interviews at echoes.org or the Echoes newsletter.